and welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down one movie franchise, one movie at a time. This week we're finishing the Awesome Powers trilogy with Awesome Powers Gold Member. The last one. Solid gold. Maybe, maybe not. We'll find out. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. Uh, can I interest either of you gentlemen a uh, bong and a blitz? Oh. Do you want a smoke and a pancake? No? No one? <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, it's played out, but goddammit, that's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can fook him with Keith Swetland. Hey, what's up, y'all? So b- before the podcast, uh, before you jumped on there, Joe, Rick was telling me that I need to get a vaccine in order to be employed by um oh shit those yeah, that's entertainment true. and i'm that's just true. saying like there's gonna be issues like, you're gonna send out emails while you're at it or <laughs> i'm upset i'm just saying i've been violated so, keith i told you it's already been vetted by legal so there's really nothing you can do about it it's get the shot or get shot out of a cannon like that's the choices hey last time i checked we have a uh, less than 100 employees so <laughs> wait a minute we have a cannon don't worry about it. We do weird things with the budget sometimes. Don't worry about it. That's where, that's where all the Patreon money goes. <laughs> or use lube.com <laughs> money. So Awesome Powers Gold Member, third movie, came out on July 26th of the year 2002, starring one Mike Myers as Awesome Powers, Dr. Evil, Fat Bastard, and Gold Member. We have... The returning Seth Green as Scotty, Michael York as Basil, Robert Ragnar as number two, Mindy Sterling as Frau, Vern Troyer as Mini-Me, with uh, new cast members as Beyonce as Foxy Cleopatra, Michael Caine as Nigel Powers, and I won't forget him, Fred Savage as number three, or The Mole. You forgot Clint Howard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the returning Clint Howard as Johnson. Uh, Joe, I think you forgot, like, the biggest addition to the Austin yeah. Powers trilogy. One Michael Kevin McDon- Spacey. Uh, Michael McDonald. Oh, no. A, a personal favorite of mine that, that Rick just mentioned. There it is. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I'll break. I, I have a fan. Uh, I have a theory about this. So when I'll introduce, I will talk about the bigger names later on. Uh, once again, directed by Jay Roach. I do remember seeing this in theaters, and I believe it was with you, Keith, right? I, I think. I've, I've, I think I've seen this movie about 78 times. That's just <laughs> too much gold member. <laughs> I, I've seen a good chunk of this movie. I, I can tell, say I've seen this more than one and maybe two. Oh, you guys need to... You guys need to treat yourselves better. I'm excited that someone else is with me on this one. I've seen the worst Austin Powers movie at least twice as many times as the other yeah. ones. <laughs> yes. Like, I know I've seen... I'm not exaggerating. I've seen, I've seen the Spy Shack. I feel like I've seen the Spy Shack me the most, but Gold Member is, like, neck and neck <laughs> with, like, you, most. You guys need to make better life choices. Okay, so here's my history with Gold Member. It was... This this was 2002 was well before the streaming movie era, 
Yep. As the two of you are pretty well familiar with, I'm not much of like a physical movie collector. I'm not a much of a movie collector. However, I owned a copy of Goldmember. So in my, like, as I moved through life in like the various shitty apartments I lived in, that was just a common thing that that DVD case was always just like sitting on the floor wherever we lived at and it would just get thrown in a lot. So I've seen this movie so many times because and like I don't know why it's not good. <laughs> I just watched it all the time. So I like while I watched this movie this morning, I was like vacuuming. I was like checking my phone. I was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what's coming up. <laughs> Keith, now, Keith, you said the movie's not good, but I'd also classify that it's not bad. No, I, as I was rewatching it, though, like the jokes, man, some of the jokes in this movie just love them. It's like I they, swear, if, if the movie could be as strong as the opening 30 to 40 minutes, it would be the best Austin Powers movie. The first 30 to 40 minutes is some of the greatest Austin Powers stuff anywhere. And then it just like drops off a cliff and just gets super boring. I'm just like, okay, when is this going to be done? Yeah, they already like don't care a ton about like wrapping up the story in nice neat arcs or anything. So I wish they would have tried even less in this one. Like just I think, to like I feel like yeah, they copped out in this one. Like watching it this time and kind of not like intense watching, but like just watching this one, I'm like, this is like a cop out type of feel for me of like how they how they wrap things things up in this movie. Like, oh okay. Yeah, you could have done something better, but you didn't. So I was so checked out at the end. Yeah, like the back of this movie sucks ass. So like in the end, Austin and uh, Foxy Cleopatra just end up together and they're watching the movie. That's just kind of how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody has a happy ending. And we get yeah. our second pedophile reference. But before we do any of that, hey, uh, Rick, <laughs> give us the uh, you know plot breakdown. That's how we transition as a pedophile reference. I like it. I respect it. So one of the guards in the prison where Epstein died was a close personal <laughs> friend of Jeffrey Epstein. Got it. There it is. <laughs> or, or his cousin, Jeremy. All right, boys, girls, everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to Austin Powers' gold member. Boys, it's 2002. Austin is living an okay life. We have no idea where Heather Graham's character is gone, because once again, they've left out a scene that was in the movie to explain where she's gone. I don't know why they made that choice, but Austin's living his life being an amazing spy and an international man of mystery. His life is being made into a movie. It's so amazing being starred by one Tom Cruise. Gwyneth Paltrow plays the side chick lady. Kevin Spacey and his love of touching adult men is Dr. Evil. And one of Joe's favorite people, Danny DeVito, is playing Mini-Me. You're damn right. And then we kind of just jump into the story as Dr. Evil gets arrested from his master plan with some weird Dutch guy with a gold penis. As they try to take over the world and destroy it with a pure gold nugget asteroid so austin must go back in time where he is reacquainted with one foxy brown played by beyonce knowles trying to stop this crazy dutchman gold member they chase gold member back to the future 
trying to save Austin's father the whole time as well as he has been kidnapped by a gold member. All this leads to a climactic finish in Dr. Evil's submarine. Can our heroes save the world again? Or will we all die a tragically gold death? Find out in Austin Powers' gold member. Wow. That was a... I was... That like I almost had a stroke thinking that hard about the story. <laughs> like, I don't think that I don't think that Jay Roach himself could have done that better. <laughs> so yeah, so I'll begin with my cop out uh, theory here. Go on. So for some reason I don't know why, but why is Doctor Evil on like camera? Looks like he's on a Zoom meeting. Like he's so bright the entire movie. And they they like, definitely um, put a lot more makeup on them this time. They also that, made his eyes a lot more blue this time, I feel like. Yeah. Because it was, like, funny when they do, like, the the scene where Austin has him and, like, at the prison, Dr. E was like, you know me, you are not so different. And then they cut back to, like, the first one. And, like, you're going to see how more dimmer the camera. It's probably because the cameras are were enhancing and stuff, so more technology. But, like, it was just so weird to be like, he's so whiter and his eyes it's, are so blue. It's a hundred percent just because they got the better cameras. So they had to do more of a makeup job. I also like, like the fact that he looked more like Dr. Evil from the first one where like, it doesn't just look like Mike Myers with a scar. Yeah. It's also important to remember that the majority of the editing done on this film was post nine 11. So Jesus it, Christ, it was a little, no, it was there a little it different. It was a little different there it is. compared to yeah. Spy Shag me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but so the cop out was like, you know, for me, it's like, so the ending is that you find out that Austin and Dr. Evil are, were first like college roommates and then they become their brothers at the end. I'm like, this time around, like, and the first yeah. time I watched, I was like, really? That whole storyline just sucks. Everything yeah. with the dad, like all the daddy issue stuff sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Daddy yes. wasn't there. Yeah, that was that. That part that was, was a good. Great. That was a banger. <laughs> and then, like this one, they like threw everything at the wall. As you know, Rick said that they were doing, they were making a fake movie, Austin Pussy, and it stars Tom Cruise. Or had Kevin Spacey, Grant Paltrow, Devito, Spielberg's there to direct it. Qu- they show Quincy Jones there as he's the orchestra director of the main movie title. Ladies and theme. gentlemen, oh. Quincy Jones. I'll be honest. I actually like my biggest remembrance was I really hated the fourth wall stuff, but rewatching this, I actually like the fourth wall stuff was kind of some of the better jokes in the movie. Like yeah, I kind yeah. of actually really enjoyed the fourth wall breaking. Uh, but like, I was and saying I, like, it might've been my favorite opening sequence. Cause like, there's always the big dance number on the opening yeah. sequence. I really enjoyed the dance sequence in this one, especially the Britney Spears bit was yeah, fucking was amazing to me. I like when he had the little pom pom, the little like pom poms on his head with the pigtails. Yeah. <laughs> the callback to the original yeah. Britney video. As she's the a femme bot, you have like Nathan Lane as a mysterious disco man to be the in between of him and uh, of Austin. That was a good Foxy. joke. That was a very Nathan very Lane good fucking joke. killed that whole bit, and then he just makes out with fucking yeah. Austin. It was so good. <laughs> like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> You have Katie Kirk as a unibrow prison guard. You have the Osborne, the whole Osborne family there, because that was the thing in 02. I'll be um, honest, I didn't notice that was Katie Kirk. Man, she's problematic nowadays. Yes. Not and then like pre like pre-streaming, just like pre-major internet era, like cameos were such a big deal. 
Like that, mm-hmm. this was like the era of cameos, like the early two thousands. <laughs> it's kind of hard to like, you know, nowadays with social media, be like, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> you you find out one way or another unless you try really hard, like I do, for some movies to stay away from any of the. But it's so hard, like with any movie, so like Marvel, Ghostbusters, or anything, Star Wars. Kurt, Star Wars you know how you you can stay away from finding out the cameos and stuff. When the Lego set comes out or a toy comes out that mm-hmm. gives away like, oh, this is a new X-Ring or, oh, this is a new, you know, a suit for Avenger or something. You're like, I spent like nine months avoiding it, but then I walk into the Lego area and I'm like, fuck, there's something new. <laughs> Who the hell's Snoke? Yeah. Uh, and then the last uh, surprise cameo was John Travolta as he was supposed to be gold member and and when I was watching it with the producer, and she's like, I feel like Goldmember, when he turns around, is going to be John Tavolta. And she's like, when he turns around, he's like, ha ha, it's me. And she's like, God damn it. Like, but she honestly forgot. I oh, completely well, forgot John Travolta was in the, was at the end, too. The entire time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, man, he's really like playing this as John Travolta. And then when he turned around, I was like, son of a bitch. Um, but, uh, both Rob Lowe and Heather Graham did have scenes in this movie that were deleted. So like they were both in the movie to make up for Spy Shagme, but um to me just deleted. it felt at times that like I think they edited this movie down heavily to try and nail that, you know, Keith's golden 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I think it hurt the movie because I think it took like it felt like there was a lot of stuff to just should have been there to help advance the story that wasn't there. Yeah. Like it like, felt really rushed. It well, did. They like they needed to like get as much Beyonce in as possible. And she was just miserable to watch in this like I hated watching her in this movie. It like took me out of it. Yeah, I thought yeah. she was like I thought she was fine. She had no chemistry with Mike Myers like oh at all. <laughs> I just didn't like the fact like I got what her like character was supposed to be because she's from the 70s so mm-hmm. you know when austin yells judo chop she yells shazam and i was just like this is kind of not my it cup was, of tea and it wasn't my cup of tea even when it first came out it kind of played into the whole and it's weird being as it's the newest of the three movies even though they're all almost two decades old at this point to me some of the jokes in it aged worse than anything in the first two movies like to me this movie just did not age as well as the other ones and that's because there's some like racial jokes in it that like you definitely could not do if you made this movie today and just like the pimp mobile stuff i'm like eh, that's, eh, eh. i've got a big fat note in this movie about this another like era thing this was the era of like like a joke just being a white guy saying for shizzle and like doing like doing like rap or like whatever like doing rap things and it was like the whole the prison dance thing with the hard knocks life yeah hard knock life thanks like that scene was exhausting because i i liked all the i liked the like whatever was that just the two of us just the two of us yeah that was like that worked out. That worked out great. It was just like the whole joke was, "Hey, check it out, Doctor Evil is like this corny white guy, and he's saying for shizzle." 
And that was and like it, the whole punchline. And it was just, like, ugh. it was borderline. And I hate using this term because this term is so fucking over, but it was kind of cringe. I was just like, uh, that joke has not aged yeah. well. Well, that was the thing like 20 years ago that it that was like, that was top shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it, it's, it's like for like what Rick's saying, bad editing. Like there's a, the scene. It's like the hard knock life rap stuff was like, it was okay, but it felt it went way too long. But then like, the whole the whole idea of them is just do this is them rapping to them that hey we're gonna do a prison break tonight and you guys are starting the riots but then the bad editing is they do the prison break and then when they finally leave they're on the motorcycle that they the with different suits on but <laughs> they're the suits that they're wearing was part of the rap music video that they did a minute like ago. it seemed like they were trying to make it like it was supposed like the rap that singing was supposed to go into the breakout but then they add i mean i actually liked the bit where like the spotlight hit them like i thought that was yeah, kind of that's funny. always funny that is always funny no matter what movie and the but, little like, music they were doing yeah. the weird like part between the end of the rapping and getting to yeah. that i was like what are we doing what is, why are we doing this oh yeah no i think i'm like you have to figure out a way to like look at these movies because that like yeah that stuff doesn't hold up but if you like look at it like bit by bit and joke by joke like i would argue some like the jokes in this movie are often funnier like the Mm. best in my opinion in the series like some of the lines are so good i forget who brought it up but the part where joe or where austin goes to visit dr evil in the jail like that entire scene is so fucking funny to me just what he's doing like within the jail cell it's so (laughs) fucking weird i love that they do the flashback and he goes to the pee while austin's going through the flashback (laughs) to to this day i say squid pro row squid pro row (laughs) that's just one of my like one of my like like whatever office place movie references and then when he sends austin away and he runs and just hits the door open and he goes so i'll close this i I got got this i got it Yeah, I was busted at that part. It was so funny. Those jokes are good. But like, like my my joke about the cop out thing is, you know, they do the the ending. They have all the stars in it, and how many times did they break the fourth wall? You know, I mean, like the first one they maybe did once or twice, and Mm -hmm. this one is like we're just gonna do break the fourth wall like we're Deadpool, (laughs) you know, but before Deadpool, but. The idea. Yeah, of I didn't like, mind the fourth wall breaking. I kind of like the fourth wall breaking. Like it actually played well into it for like what they were going. I actually wish they would have just stuck with like the whole idea of them taking over Hollywood. Like the whole joke of them being like, we've taken where we manage people in Hollywood now. And, like we manage CAA and like all yeah. those organizations. Like that bit was hilarious. They should have well, stuck with that shit. And I think that's a direction that Austin Powers could go in the future. Like is the only way to go now is to get more weird and more meta and more odd. And I think that's the only way Austin Powers makes sense moving forward. And I mean, uh, the funniest part, the funniest addition to the whole movie, as much as gold member has like, cause when I originally watched this movie, I fucking hated the gold member <laughs> character. One of my least favorite characters in Austin Powers. It's grown in me as time has gone by. It's kind of like how when I originally watched Step Brothers, I hated the movie, but now obviously it's a goddamn classic and it's hilarious. Same thing with Talladega Nights. I wasn't a big Talladega Nights fan the first time I watched it, and now it's one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies. But fucking Fred Savage in that mole part is just so goddamn funny through the entire movie. Well, 
I like it how they start slow with it. It's like yeah. they don't go they don't go right into the mole joke. He just goes. <laughs> I feel I feel like I feel like like I thought I remember them going hard on the mole jokes mm-hmm. like right away. They do it. They do it real good. Yeah, it's real subtle. Just <laughs> staring right at. And they break the joke with him just at the right moment. He's like, okay, yeah, there's a mole on my face. And it's not yeah. lost to me that I'm a mole. <laughs> it's just weird that I'm, I have a mole on my face and my role in this is a mole. And then he right. just goes, okay, get it out of your system. And just the jokes he shoots off through that is so good. That's what I wish there was the, the death of the mid-budget movie here is I think is what, what's killing Mike Myers. We need more Mike Myers in today's like, or Mike Myers type characters. Cause he's just like him doing voices is so funny. Like when you're him just like doing silly noises. Like he's so mole, good. Mole, mole, yeah. mole, mole. <laughs> it's genius. Like the, and, and this time around the, they do the, like uh, something we probably could have ranked too is the Dr. Evil, Scott evil, like matches of silly words. Scotty don't. Yeah. Like that was so funny. And he speaks Klingon or whatever that language he does. <laughs> oh, no, Scotty don't. Yeah. That was a big part of the disappointment because, like, that bit in the beginning was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, we just don't do any more Dr. Evil Scotty stuff to, like, the end of the movie. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why did we go away from that, like, through was, two-thirds of the no, movie? There wasn't really that many of Scotty don'ts. You I know love mean? the like, moment where they say Scotty does. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty <laughs> does. He's taking over the fa- – oh, God. And that leads into another one of my favorite scenes in the movie of, like, I've been pent up in here. Let's get weird. What's the what's Frau's actress's name? Mindy something. Mindy oh, Sterling. She doesn't get enough credit. Her she is no. so good in all three of the movies. I love that character. Daddy's pent up. Uh, Let's do something. Like that's, <laughs> like that's something I never paid attention to when I was younger. No, watching those movies, is how good oh, that character she is, is. Amazing. She's always like like horny and weird. <laughs> like, Scott's trying to take over the business. Yeah. Scotty does. Yeah, what does she yell this time? Like to she always does the sh- like a shriek, or uh, uh, whatever. I don't like, think she does yell this time. No, <laughs> really? Kind of one. Mm. Uh, one of my favorite one of the, one of my favorite lines is the uh, Fosher. Oh, father! <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he just hard. quietly whispers, "Yep, I have, I have an accent. <laughs> I, have an, I have a Dutch accent. <laughs> yes, I have a Dutch." Or um, he's like, "I can't, I uh, can't help it." <laughs> or uh, another one of my favorite lines I say all the time is like, "How about no, you crazy <laughs> Dutch bastard, father?" <laughs> yeah, this uh, gold member is a hit in, in like uh, break rooms at workplaces all across the country too. Just with like the smoking a pancake joke yeah. and the yeah. t- tight like a tiger. People say Quite that like a tiger. Yeah, people say that all over all the time. I still to that one's day. a hit. I really didn't like the character for Austin Powers' dad, but it has a line that I still say to this day of like, "There's two things I can't stand in this oh, world. Yeah. Yeah. It's people being intolerant of other people." And, and the, the Dutch. Dutch. Yeah, and I say easy peasy lemon squeezy a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the uh, this is the movie that I love. The fact that uh, when Doctor Evil has his plan to make a laser, and he should I call it Preparation H. Oh yeah. Oh God, that part with fucking Scott is so oh, good. <laughs> Why don't you just call it ass cream, you ass? I'm sorry. <laughs> did you want some ice cream? Yes, I would love some chocolate ass cream okay maybe later (laughs) perhaps later (laughs) i really want to believe that that was all just like 
willy-nilly like they're just flying on that one and that just came out yeah i just love, I just, I love the fact like you know that sounds like a plan You're like yes for the whole preparation does feel good scotty <laughs> i totally whole. agree preparation does feel good on, on the, whole. the whole i'm glad we're on the same page here yes so i don't we it, it's not on our rank list but i think we should run through it now i think what's okay. a good I, I got a good question for the group here which is the most quoted or quotable out of the three? Because that's what Austin Powers is to me. Well, well, let's get away from like, yeah, baby. And like, you know, groovy. Uh-huh. The easy, simple ones. But, hmm. Because, yeah, that's a hard one. Because Boston, it's maybe just of it being the most recent. But this is like the most quoted, quotable for My me because it has so, a lot of good quotes in it because i'm for thinking me, like imagine you're like you're you're like fucking sweeping up drywall dust on a job site and you're just like hey it was, it's almost lunchtime we can have a smoke and a pancake literally for like for me i i really never said those like the smoke and pancake yeah for me i'm always like i go back to one of like i also like to live dangerous yep oh man that's like my go-to i would still probably go one but then I'd probably go one three two. I'd, yeah, like I'm down with one three two. You crazy Dutch bastard! Yeah. Um. God, and he eats his skin. God, it's so gross. <laughs> one it's of, salty. One of the uh, You're one not of the lines. Eat that, are you? Oh, you did. One of my one of the lines I never got, but uh, I was laughing my ass off was uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, welcome to my submarine lair it's long it's hard and it's full of semen and like nope nothing not even a titter okay uh tough sub here all right like oh, yeah, i was that line that that part the tough sub right here tough sub huh like that just made me laugh my ass off because i've never like, the... like that one or when he is showing the demonstration of the world blowing up and the 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 planet falls on him. He's like, "Congratulations, jackasses! I'm now a jack in a box." <laughs> oh my god, we got hit in the nuts! And then he's like, just yells at Mini Me. Oh, that's that like that the, the little the, the Mike Myers touch that is so yeah. that makes these movies have a heart. And I like I like the when he's describing Gold Member. He says he had a tragic smelting accident. <laughs> he's a gilded tallywhacker. That was just good stuff. Um, let's go back to this for uh, what Rick Broadbury about how this movie felt rushed. Like the first, maybe you're, I would say this movie is an hour and 34. And I want to say like the first 40 minutes, honestly, before he goes back in time is like the good parts because then after it becomes rushed. And then for some reason, like to me, it feels like, is this an awesome powers movie or is this a Dr. Evil movie? Yeah, towards in the middle, towards the end, because of the fact it's just like Doctor Evil's going through all this stuff, and then oh, by the way, here's Austin Powers with Foxy Cleopatra, and then we go they back also, to Doctor Evil. They also then lean way too much into jokes from like previous movies. Like we get the them standing behind a curtain bit again. We get the something coming down from space, and it looks like something. But I mean, they made fun of themselves for doing those bits again, but like they weren't as good as the originals. So I'm just like, okay, they're there, but they weren't as fun. They're not as funny as from the first time you did them. Yeah. This, this time movie, it's melons. 
Oh yeah, that it was it was still funny, and I'm glad they did it. Like you got to have that humor in there. Like this, I'm trying to think of like a critique of this movie compared to the other ones. It's hard to look at these other than just like a series of sketches, kind of. Like that's how mm-hmm. it always seemed like an SNL or like Monty Python character. So like I I really just like turned my brain off to the story of like oh this is like. And I would, I would start, that, that's when I would get bored is when I start thinking about the story. And like, but like, why is Foxy Cleopatra and Austin Powers like talking right now? What are they talking about? They almost went too, like, I think that's the problem is when, once they went back in time, they went too story heavy. Like it was so like all about his father and all this other bullshit. I'm like, I don't care. Be funny again. Yeah. They could have been like more weird and vague like i think the like for the the prison scene for example i like the idea they were going for is that like well he's gonna break out it's gonna be easy for him so we'll just have a little musical number at the end of that boom they're out of prison bob's your uncle we're out of here it's easy and there was a couple like funny moments in there but they like they just they had a little too much money i'm 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 curious for the budget compared to the other ones because like they clearly had nicer cameras like the, the oh yeah movie By like far. Looked, like looked better like it looked like a not a modern day movie uh-huh um but like i i did like the idea of the fact like the movie starts out as normal as dr evil is back from space and he's just like um you know we're gonna take over the world again but like right away awesome powers gets him and it's like oh crap okay you know like i thought that was a nice little twist but then, I don't it know. Didn't really di- go, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I did like the one throwaway bit they did in there where Austin had his book of like things to do before I die. And one of the things that was scratched out, and I didn't notice this till this time watching through before he got to his next one, was um, catch Dr. Evil in the first act. <laughs> and they had that scratched out. I'm like, all right, that's I like those kind of jokes. That's funny. <laughs> The doctor uh, or the um, fat bastard fight scene was pretty good. I enjoyed that spot. Oh, the plot line of uh, fat bastard, yeah, how he like really takes uh, really takes uh, sumo seriously. I, I, I like that. That was pretty it good. Changes life good around because that they like, fat bastard needed depth other than just like I'm a fat guy. Did so, he? Like, <laughs> yeah because otherwise uh, it's just like a gross fat joke so you gotta have something to him i mean isn't that the whole point of fat bastard is to be a gross fat joke yes i mean yeah and it works because he has a funny accent <laughs> the uh the items in austin powers uh things to do list before i die uh, was uh become an inter- international man of mystery save the world from certain doom find true love go to outer space time through uh t- travel through time backward and forward be chronologically frozen, catch Dr. Evil in the first act, threesome with Japanese twins, and win daddy's respect. God, we haven't talked about Keith's favorite bit of fuck you and fuck me. Oh, geez. Fuck you? Fuck me? You kiss your mother with that mouth? That's another line fun- I say all the time. The funniest me? thing is I remember the stick from the deleted scene more than I remember the actual movie. Because there's a deleted scene where he meets them again in Japan, mm. and he does the, like, Fuck me, fuck you, fuck you, fuck me. Like, where they keep going back and forth and um, Beyonce's involved in it. I remember mm. that way more than the scene they have in the I, original movie. I Is slightly that, and don't at the same time remember that. Like, I do remember the deleted scene, but I like, haven't seen that in years. Never saw uh, it. That, one so of the... Speaking of, sorry, speaking of depth for characters, I think 
that joke really doesn't age well. I think we said it earlier. It's a, kind of a dumb and tasteless and just like yeah. vague. Very racist. much that like um <laughs> wow, what the fuck's it called? But it's like fetishizing yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. eight female Asians. Yeah. I'm but, just gonna but, throw this throw this but out. But man, but. the sorry, interrupt but man, that joke is good. That you kiss yeah. your mother with that mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of the actresses, the actress that played Fook Yu, I, I'm just throwing it out because she is a kind of a decent sized name nowadays. Uh, she's one of the judges on Dancing with the Stars right now. Oh, that's funny. That's cool. <laughs> like, wait, so they weren't actually twins? No. I never looked close enough to actually tell them. Wow, that actually sounds racist when I say that out loud. I'm just gonna stop. Twins, Basil. <laughs> twins, Basil. By the yeah, way, it's really the, gross. He was going to have a threesome with sisters. <laughs> I don't get that fetish. It seems weird. Well, it's it's fine with Keith. It's because it's not stepsisters. It's so good, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it crosses the line because yeah, it crosses <laughs> the line. But if it's stepsisters, we got another thing. That's when Keith walks into his stepsister stuck in a goddamn washing machine. I need some identical stepsisters. That's gonna. That's gonna. That's not a thing, buddy. You don't not know a, that. <laughs> it's called a doppelganger, bro. Go on to a Doritos.com, use promo code identical stepsisters for the fake movie experts discount. That's Doritos with two O's though. <laughs> and three O's. Actually, it's it's don't Doritos. <laughs> it's uh it's a knockoff from uh I can't really tell you where it's from because we might get sued, but they're, However, they're are, okay. We have our, a we have Dank promo Ranch. Code, still good. There's Dank Ranch. <laughs> And uh, not so nacho cheese, so it's fine. It's not nacho cheese. Uh. <laughs> You're welcome. What did you guys think of uh, Michael Caine being his father? Fazer. Oh, father. I think the casting was brilliant. They didn't like use him very well. Yeah, like, like he, Michael Caine's amazing. The character sucked. He just walks around in this movie being better than everyone like that's the purpose of him of you know yeah. of him and I like, like that bit like what what are you gonna do just lay down just lay down when he's talking to the prison guard <laughs> oh, yeah, like this is what i'm gonna do you're gonna come at me i'll judo chop you mm-hmm. and do the same to you and go no like he was like he'd kind of chewed scenes up like he's clearly like a fantastic actor but like they didn't give him much to work with uh sean connery was ideal for this so role. much better that would have been better because it, it would have been because re- you needed someone who was ridiculous not someone who's actually good at the role yeah 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 no he's so he's like good at comedy like uh, sean connery you need someone who like doesn't do comedy <laughs> well, um one thing I'd, about this movie and we said it already about how we didn't like was the fact that, that they had daddy issues and like it just blows my mind of the fact like in most like say trilogy movies the storyline starts with the first movie and go goes in between all three with this one it's like you have no daddy issues through one and two and then all of a sudden he has daddy issues in three like yeah just hmm. kind of thrown at the wall and we'll see what like we want to get michael kane in there let's just throw yeah. something on a wall and see what sticks what can like, we get him better in? if he would have been like um austin's mentor or something like the person who taught Austin how to be Austin. Yeah, I wish they would have done some like, oh shit, what's that like secret agent movie with him in it? With the, 
Seven. Extraordinary gentleman. No. Who? Who? Kane? Yeah, my, yeah. No, not is Michael Kane. No. Anyways, I can't think of it. I wish they would have shown Batman. some like secret agent school stuff, like where he's learning how to do. Oh, are you craft. thinking like uh, the Kingsman? Yes. Thank you. And that, he's in that movie. So boom, there it is. Thank I can't you. wait for that new one. The yeah, origin the Kingsman story. rules. They they could have done what? like a cool Kingsman. Joe, bit. it's gonna be Kingsman. It's gonna be great. I, like, I, they I, didn't have Kingsman to go off of at that I, point. I, I, I won't lie. The second one kind of turned me <laughs> off. No, King, so, yeah, I, mean, I, I wasn't fine. drunk enough for the second one. While the first one, I was pretty gone. I'm like, this movie's fantastic. Word, but it is when you're sober too. But I, mean, I wasn't Joe, for the second one. He ate someone out to put a tracking device in them. How do you not love that? Man, I was I must have been pretty drunk too. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that at all. So that definitely happened. That's tight. His, oh his wait. Best friend gets blown up. Nope, don't remember. Don't just remember, remember they almost all. drowned in the thing. And he, like, that's the first glass. one. Yeah, that's the first <laughs> one. Yeah. Uh I I did like the idea what they did was they used a clip from one of Michael Caine's old movies. Oh yeah. To have the fact of the backstory of Dr. Evil being blown, his car being blown up, but his pregnant mom's dead body created a so the flesh cocoon, a flesh cocoon. I like that joke. That was a good bit. <laughs> but then we find out that once, you know, once again, that uh, Dr. Evil and, or should I say Dougie powers or Doug, I'm Dougie. <laughs> I'm Dougie. Um, I don't remember uh, the moonshot of uh, Austin ripping his pants, and then it's like I love Diddy on or on his oh, ass the tattoo. Yeah, I like I don't remember that, <laughs> that like weird. at all. I did like the joke though. It's like I always thought you were crazy, but now I think you're nuts. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. I uh, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's another classic. I uh, thank, uh, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you. Well, I, this one. I was a uh, pre pre record. I was talking with old Rick here about how we should have ranked best fart jokes too. And this movie has, I do the wafting. Wa- I, I say everyone loves your own brand. That's one of my favorite lines to say. So gross. It's like they're all watch. They're all watching him just quietly listening to him like talk about his fart and like deal with his own fart. And it's so funny because they're just like sitting there. The same thing happens in the other two movies too, where he's like fat bastard is just like talking about a fart or doing a fart. I mean, Everyone's it doesn't quiet. happen in the other two movies because Fat Bastard isn't in the one first of them. Movie. Sorry, one. <laughs> yeah, like is that? I don't remember eating corn. Just that line itself is. That line yeah. is so that line is funny. <laughs> I don't remember eating corn. Um, what happened to poop jokes? Uh, Dumb and Dumberer happened, and they <laughs> took it to the next level. Still never seen that one. Don't ever feel the need to. Oh, you're going to, it. pal. Don't worry about Son it. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you might have just changed my mind right now. <laughs> don't. Keith? Look it no. up, buddy. Look it don't up, dude. Do don't do this to me. You don't have to worry about that. Um, one of the one of the things I liked was the subtitles. Yeah, that was when he's at he's at when he's at Mr. Roboto. was like Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Like how he's so proud of himself to say Domo Arigato. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was, that was Excuse, good. Um, Excuse me, what'd you say there? Or, you know, do you want, uh, where is it like, why don't you eat some shit or something? He's like, excuse me, he's like, why don't you eat some shiitake mushrooms? See, that was a good fourth wall right there. And then what was the, the I have a huge hog, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a huge rod. 
Yeah. And then, and then they they move. It's like a rodent. It's like, this is not a right. I'm sorry. This is a wrong time to bring it up. And he's like, it yeah. really is a wrong time to bring it up. It also uh, had one of the best. Like, I wish they did more like new style gags because the gags when they're going through the place and he's trying to pee as the statue. It's such like a classic bit that's so funny. And then he's peeing in the guard's mouth. <laughs> And then he eats asparagus because it's right there. It's like, huh, I'll try it. Why not? Nope, not good. Oh, freaking the asparagus bit. That made, like me, that made like, me belly laugh. He's like, ooh, asparagus. I think that's why the second half is so disappointing is they lean too much on old stuff when, like, the new stuff they put in was always so funny. And I'm just like, I want new stuff. Don't lean on old stuff. Oh, I, I did, a, like, a legit, like, pretty good belly laugh, too, when they had a mini me spitting the apple juice into the cup for the pee sample <laughs> that whole scene i i had a good belly laugh of like the the him spitting it out and then can you go behind that sheet and uh drop trowel because we're gonna do the exam and like the guy comes in trying to pee and fucking mini me's his dick and throws the yeah. apple up to him and shit and just oh, like, like why why did he bend over to take a bite of the apple <laughs> just to show her that he could yeah I did enjoy all the, so the fucking weirdest bit of this was when Michael Caine was like, all right, Minnie, whip out your dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like, like what? it looks like a baby's arm holding an apple. Which I still say a bunch. Yeah. You're, you're like a bloody tripod. <laughs> this movie's quotable board. as hell. You can stand on it, right? Uh. Yeah. And I like how they reference back to that with Britney Spears later. It's like, it's what you say, true. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> I actually watched I, the credit scenes, oh as I famously like to do. <laughs> yes, you do. I mean, technically, they were during credit scenes, yeah, not after credit scenes. I did like. Uh, I forgot. I did like the idea of uh, when Minnie Me switches sides, and then Austin walks in on him, and Fred Savage on the outside talking about how it's a good thing that Minnie Me has jumped shipped, and like they're, they're going to be the uh, best of friends. they will be the best friends, and Austin's like, "Oh, you little bastard! You got a knife. Let's fight!" And then he does the peace sign, and then we cut back to the spy who shagged me. And the last time he did it, uh-huh. it's like, "All right, it's go time." Then he fucking puts Mini Me in a, a pillowcase and fucking throws him around the house. Yeah, I liked that fight scene. Like upon viewing it more than I think than the previous Austin yep. Powers Mini Me fight scene in the hallway. Like this yes. one was funnier. Like when he's chasing but- him with the stick above his head. <laughs> And it hits with like the kendo stick, like yeah. <laughs> to me, like I think I said on the last show, that scene went way too long in Spy Shag Me. Mm-hmm. It, it hit me that like this that time around watching it, I'm like, this is way too long. And I think this one felt just right, like just the, you know, with the fact that we cut to Fred Savage saying like, oh, they're they're gonna be fine, they'll be good friends, and this this, and then <laughs> I, I don't swear. know. I think this one felt better than that last one. Anytime Fred Savage is in something, my reaction is just, oh, hey, it's Fred Savage. Yeah. Like, he's such a recognizable person, but he's rarely in anything that anytime he is, I'm just like, oh, look. And, like, I think, like, Fred Savage being in this was, like, the most weirdest way, too. Like, he's done, I mean, I'm looking up right now, and since it came out in 02, he did a TV show. He did a TV movie. And he's he, like the rapey professor in Boy Meets World. That was after. That was after? Oh, Let wow. Let me see. Hang on. I'm trying to say No, it's not before. Um, 
was like, I didn't think Boardmates World went that late. Oh, it was in 98. So, but that's four years before this movie. That was when he was the uh, rapey teacher. But then after that, he did a TV show called Working. And that's about, and a couple TV movies. And then he did this. And this, like, one, this kind of, I think, helped his career again because he then started doing more things after. But, you Dutch bastard. <laughs> uh, Michael McDonald was in all three movies. Did you spot oh, him who, in this one? Who was one? Michael McDonald in this one? Uh, he was the Queen's Hand next to, like, uh, oh, next to see, uh, the Queen that. as she was knighting oh. uh, Austin. Take a bow, father. Take a bow. I did love the fact that for some reason the old mo- janitor was in both sequences of the embarrassment of, hey, dad, take a bow, and he's not there, and everyone's laughing <laughs> at him, and like the old, That's, I love Austin's reaction to it, too, of just like, what? Weird? Um, I know when we rank them, we'll bring it up, but I can just say this. Beyonce, Beyonce, no. <laughs> See what I did there? Beyonce, no. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah. That was as bad as Beyonce's acting in this movie, Joe. So then, no, hold Beyonce. on, hold on, Rich. Let's give him a, let's give him a chance to wrap this joke up. <laughs> Beyonce, uh, uh, Beyonce, nay on my TV screen. Hey, that one was better. I'll give you that one. That because one actually works. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just think I just felt like she. First off, she's. Gold members like right hand man, like you know, like no, number one assistant. Gold. She's just like the act for gold members' awesome studio, uh, but when, studio 69. When, but when the gold members kidnaps the dad and they finally, you know, welcome to my lair, she's there like combing I mean, his, like it's like what fucking weird rich people do and they treat well, everyone like yeah, slaves yeah, i get that but i'm just saying once we see that later on in the movie like at the I mean, end when the gold member finally sees them for the like the first time since at the end he's like oh it's you foxy cleopatra and it's like why do you have her working for you if you know she's a she's gonna turn on you or she's a, a spy you know, You're thinking way too much about the time travel stuff. It was it was delightful seeing Beyonce sing a couple of those like classic old funk songs. Like, that, that bit was, was great. I love that. That was nice. The musical, like her singing those songs was fun as hell. The studio part was all pretty funny. I enjoyed the roller that. skating bit. Is that where the roller I, skating bit was? I yeah. thought for yeah. some reason, I thought so in the roller skating scene, like gold member can reach his arm, his leg behind the back, like stretch it to behind his head, you know? <laughs> for some reason, I thought he did that while skating. He but did. he doesn't like he does. For he does one, but I thought he did the two. I think I, thought was, I did two. I think, that's a, I think that's a deleted scene too, Joe. I think that's what? why we know it. I've seen the scene of him roller skating with both his legs up in the air. Me too. That's I images in my head. I'm starting to think there was probably um, like an extended like an cut or something, or an extended cut of this movie that because we remember he does a lot it, from DVDs. Because he does it on the he does it on the ground to have both, so it makes it look normal. But I honestly felt like he did it skating, and then everyone's like, "Why the hell no, is he that still moving?" Is this a um, is this a Mandela a, moment? Thank you, a Mandela effect moment that we like because we've like, <laughs> maybe, I yeah, maybe we're the crazy ones. <laughs> I honestly felt like he was skating in that in the circle, 
with all the ladies. And then he puts both arms and the legs in the air. I'm like, what the hell? And then he puts it back down. Did you watch this on HBO Max like I did? I did. Yes. <laughs> huh. Huh. Maybe it's HBO Max, just like how we did <laughs> when we did Fool's Gold. Uh, the closed captioning was on, and there was no way to turn it off. Oh, that's odd. Uh, no no speaking, way. Speaking but of apparently, wacky. it's just a broken thing in the movie because apparently DVDs got released like that. Oh, interesting. Speaking of streaming service wacky bullshit, do you two know about the the Amazon Prime removing the Avatar tail fucking scene? Really? Yeah. Am, Am, Amazon. Just, what now? They just they just don't have that scene in the movie. The what? That There's in Avatar the when they link tails scene. to have like weird tail sex. I've never seen Avatar. Either will, when I know Avatar about the two banging. comes out. No, we won't. I'm, so here's the thing, Keith. At the shoot, we all we had it running for like a month straight. Like we had people come in to videotape the movie, like with a camera in their jacket. Multiple times, and I've never seen. I've never seen Avatar. I can't believe you've never seen that movie. Is awesome. I'm no, I've never seen it. So okay, that's fine. Uh, did <laughs> the email that uh, one thing about the movie I did not like is the fact that it's like once again it's just it's flipped this time. Like in Austin Powers One, you have Vanessa tell, teaching and showing Austin the ways of the nineties from, you know, the eighties and seventies and stuff. This time it's freaking Austin showing Foxy the ways. And like, he shows her the internet and he gets that pop-up oh, email. Yeah. Do you know what the email said? No. Uh, Dear Mr. Powers, a new ATM card will be sent to you by FedEx because your account was compromised by an unknown hacker. You obtained your pin while you're purchasing an MP3 player on eBay, your, your bank. That was the email he got that for some reason they so real. Yeah. That's just like something that happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was very 2002. Yes. As far as I can tell, there's not an extended edition of Austin powers. I, but, uh, by the way, uh, Jay Roach's first cut for this movie was three hours. Jesus Christ. This is why you don't let directors have director's cuts. <laughs> uh, besides Rob Lowe and uh, Heather Graham's roles being deleted, uh, also Will Ferrell had a role in this movie again. They cut him out? How do you cut That's out? ridiculous. At that As point, he, Will Ferrell was huge. He was Mustafa. Still, so they had to ask him three times the question. Because um, at the time in 2002... Oh, Jesus. Oh, no, I don't want Will Ferrell as the producer. I want Will Ferrell as the actor. Uh, in 20, 2002, yeah, he he's oh, old school came out after. Wow, Elf came up after. Maybe he wasn't that. I mean, well, was, Zoolander was out. Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, um, Spy well, He was the me. king of Saturday Night Live at that point. All the SNL movies were out. Oh, super, so he, the Superstar Star, was in '99. Yeah. Uh, Ladies Man was 2000. Rock Jay and Silent Bob was in uh, 2000. So he he was a getting a bigger name then, but yeah, they still cut him out in this movie. That's bizarre. Yeah, but yeah, crazy Dutch. But yeah, yeah, it's just like going back to it. This for me, this whole movie as a whole, a good you know hour thirty four, maybe a good thirty minutes until we start doing the time travel, which we did already in the sequel and Spy <laughs> Shag Me. 
And then it's back and forth of stuff. Like I, I like the Scott turning evil and I like the hair. um, And (laughs) that bit was pretty good. The slow Scott turning evil and Dr. Evil loving him. I love the scene of, all right, um, Scott, come take a seat here. Uh, It looks like we're getting a little full here. Let's get, let's, let's get rid of people. Uh, Frau, you can stay. Number two can stay. Gold memory can stay. Uh, guy in the corner at pressing buttons to look busy. You can stay. Everybody can say, I got another. And, <laughs> and Minnie Me's just uh, sitting there, and like, just gold members, like, Ooh, he doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> There's another line there. I'm gonna have to steal for some good, like, good, good, good work, good workplace humor. Is the move down the bench, <laughs> like that down line. the bench, <laughs> move down. The, oh, this is gonna be awkward, but like, I like the fact, like, they kick. Mini me out, but he does the patent and flip off when he's like, oh, you bastard. He's all shocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like this, the music, dun, dun. yeah, it was funny. I yeah. like the music. That was good. But like after that, it then it becomes, I think the movie just becomes messy. And like I can say from like watching one through two, so and watching all three, one has a solid plot throughout the whole movie. Two does two, but then this one's just like we're gonna try and do the hits, like what Ricky you said earlier. We're just gonna do the hits multiple times and try to do a little twist to it to make it seem more up to date. I mean the the plot shit get does get old, but I keep thinking about it. And with these movies, like all three of them do it, and I'm really happy they don't do the lame comedy thing where they like try to have a point or they try to like have a redeeming moment for the characters where the tone gets serious. It's like the. See, I almost think they tried to do that in this movie, and that's why it kind of stuck. Yeah, they they tried, but it didn't work, and so I was able to ignore it. So that's why it still worked for me. I think. And I agree, though. Like, the the dad that stuff. whole thing where Michael Caine's like, "I can't let you kill him, Austin." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, get out of way. Yeah. Like, and then Austin just being like this dude who's killed so many people, mm-hmm. just being like, "Oh, he's my brother. Eh, it's fine, whatever." <laughs> Scott, you gave me freaking sharks with laser beams. By the way, the sharks didn't use the lasers when they killed the guy. They used one. Oh, good. They killed was, one guy. Okay, never mind. Okay. That, so, yeah, you, so, you know, with any movie nowadays or any time, you know, how big and popular are there? There's the idea of a possible sequel. Well, in October of 2005, Myers discussed a new one saying that there is hope. And then we moved to 07 saying like, maybe. <laughs> and then, in, uh, and then they bring up that in, in the fourth movie, if they did one in 07, the movie would film be more focused on Dr. Evil than Austin Powers. But he did the love guru and <laughs> that happened. Um, what his career. I'd like to watch that movie again. I've seen it. Once. I've watched it a couple <laughs> times. Mariska Hargitay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's his hello, Mariska Hargitay. Uh, in July of 08, Myers said that he began writing Austin Powers 4 in the plot. It's really about Dr. Evil and his son. Uh, and in March of 2010, Jay Roach uh, indicated that him and Myers were working on a fourth film. And then it, like, uh, this goes on from 11, 2013, Jesus. 2015, 2016. Every year they ask him, are you making an Austin Powers 4? 
And then we got to t- January 2020, which Jay Roach once again indicated that he's interested in doing a fourth. And then on IMDb, it's like has been announced that they're doing a fourth Austin Powers. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so it's in like pre-production hell. I don't think it'll ever get made at this point. No. Yeah, Likewise, right now retire. it's just been announced and it's rumored. So I'm looking into seeing what the like in reality, like Mike Myers' future could just be like having a little five-minute awesome scenes in Quentin Tarantino movies. That's like what he's kind of done. Last. Yeah, he's I mean, in that. He's in the... rich enough; he doesn't need to do anything now. Yeah, so he can just go hang out with Quentin Tarantino for like a day, and then go I think back like home. one of the best, one of the funny things he did was be part of um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, he was good in there. But now, who would bob their head to this song? <laughs> Fourth wall break, right there. <laughs> If you know, you don't know. Am but, I exaggerating the Quentin Tarantino thing? Was it more than just he was in Glorious Bastards? Is he in more than that? Uh, he was in Glorious Bastards and in Glorious Bastards. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was he was great there. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, now that's a movie I'll rewatch. Yeah. Never seen it. Oh, it's so good. Oh yeah, and I want my. It's scouts. gory and even Roshni liked it, and she usually doesn't like gory stuff. Um, but one of the questions is since Vern Troy has passed away in 2018, yeah. there is the question of what would they do with a mini me or what they would do, period, in the movie, or if they do one. Yeah. If you but were Disney, you just CG is corpse. CGI is that. <laughs> they love doing that bullshit. <laughs> you mean that amazing things that continues the continuity of such an amazing franchise that is Star Wars, <laughs> as long as we ignore the new trilogy? Debate there, Keith? No? Okay. No, I'm good. Moving on. Okay. Okay. Make Everyone sure. agrees the new trilogy is no longer canon. Even <laughs> Disney agrees. I'm just saying they CG'd her corpse flying through space. <laughs> you don't so know one of the scenes I liked shot. in this, uh, One of the scenes I liked in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Was the scene of them going, run! It's Godzilla! Well, it looks like Godzilla, but it's not Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Now run! <laughs> you, you know who those two actors were, right? Okay, so you do know. I was about to say, do you know what they oh, were in? Of course. One was in Hero, as it was Hero. Yeah. And, and then, uh, Keith, you know where the other one's at? No. We, we did a movie We did a movie franchise, or like a lo- our longest one so far. Legally Blonde? Yep, there it is. <laughs> That's there the longest one, yeah. He, he was the judge. No, he was a uh, <laughs> judge. <laughs> oh, really? He, oh, he no was shit. in Fast and Furious. <laughs> he was in Fast and Furious, my dude. Is it ringing a bell? <laughs> Who was it? Rick, you can say. No, I, I actually kind of like watching him struggle. <laughs> Not <laughs> struggling. <laughs> But you don't know, Keith? I gave you like the answer. You're trying to, right you're trying to set me up to just like think no, I'm not. an Asian character. <laughs> oh, God. Like, you're trying to set me up here. I'm not taking the bait. <laughs> He's like, fuck this. This is a setup. He knows it. Except you did take the bait. No, no, no. <laughs> I might have been born on a Tuesday, but it wasn't last Tuesday. Hey, oh, old man joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking Keith. He was in Fast and Furious, Keith. What, which one? Tell me the fucking. I don't know. Oh, it's probably three. 
survey says you're right. It is DK. He's also Shredder in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What else? He was in a TV show I really like. I can't remember what it is now. He's also in uh, The Wolverine View. Oof. Wish there were two of those. There's like three of them. Like, hey, there is. It's hey, here man. also. Hey, There's hey, three buddy. of them. There's three of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, no. It's Godzilla. The best one. But the it's first not Godzilla because we don't own the rights to that. So we're gonna act like it is. But you see, like a Charmander and a Pikachu. So it's like, so they're portraying it as a fucking Pokemon, but it's Godzilla. <laughs> Dad, you drive a mini. Uh, it's, it's not the size that matters. It's also a uh, it's also Italian job reference since he was in the original. Oh man, I loved um, when Tom Cruise was skydiving in, and his car was called the Swaguar because it was oh, a Jaguar. 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 So I was like, yeah. hell yeah, that's cool. I I loved I too even even with the weird uh, fun facts of like twenty years old and like ooh Kevin Spacey ooh a Jared from uh, Subway reference. But like <laughs> then and now, I'm like the, the entrance, was, the beginning of the movie was awesome. Just like you think it's him, but it's like, oh, it's a movie. Then boom, it's Tom Cruise of all people. Is Daniel the only non problematic person in that opening? Because doesn't Gwyneth Paltrow do a bunch of like bullshit she, new age? She has stuff? candles. No, Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow's no, candles. She just that, like, like, it's supposed to be like vagina shit. goob. Yeah. Basically, she's know. trying to she's she's stealing from used lube and making vagina candles. Kuna Paltrow just does rich people shit. Who has that Netflix show that's like new age Paltrow. bullshit? Yeah, so it is Paltrow. She's fucking problematic. She's like, don't listen to medicine. Do this bullshit, and you'll feel better. And not yeah, buy her vagina jobs. candles. Isn't yeah. it a bunch of like like body positivity shit though? That's yeah, it. Is. It, 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 it's no, it is mumbo jumbo bullshit. <laughs> what, what, body it's positivity. Like, it's no, yes, it's, it's yes to both sides because she's crazy on like the she's crazy in the streets, but she's a freak in the sheets with Chris Martin. Hey, thank you. She's, I'll be here all night because that works for both situations. Okay. Thank you. So she's crazy on Maine, but she's a freak we, in the sheets with her vagina uh, uh candles. <laughs> but she no, seriously, they are like I'm not like this is not no, a I understand joke. that, and I'm well, they, they're all guilty gross. now because they they acted on set with a literal Epstein guy. Like, um, this isn't conspiracy, Keith. It's like literally an Epstein guy. <laughs> he, Kevin Spacey is a human piece of garbage. Yeah, that's like not that's not. <laughs> there's, there's no. I went on the Jared that. diet. Now my neck looks like a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> God, we just we just ignore that fact that Subway had a spokesman for like what a decade. Yeah, rounds two. What is it the like about pedophilia that gets people going? Like, what is it about seeing underdeveloped bodies that really gets people's going? Yeah, well, can you tell us? Check out my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> also on the Noah Cell Entertainment, wherever you find oh, your God podcast. damn it! No, no, it is not. No, not on Noah Cell Entertainment. <laughs> This is a backfiring here, pal. We do not stand for that here at No Cell Entertainment. We, I know, we just sit for it, if you know what it's I mean. It's called Pod Save <laughs> America. <laughs> amazing. It's Pod Save America. That's amazing. Love it. I mean, it's a liberal hand job, but... Yeah, to a little boy. <laughs> oh! Oh! 
you know. This is how we're going to end the Austin Powers podcast. Yeah, pedophilia jokes. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Well, Would either of you go. like to come in and sit down real quick? or <laughs> Someone's coming in, all right. All right, so let's go to the budget, shall we? $69 million. Let's say 44 Well, Keith went over, but it was only $63 million. Jesus, that's still right. so high for an Austin Powers This is $63 million, while the second one got 33 and the first one got 16 and a half. I wonder how much of that went to the opening cinematic of Tom Cruise flipping over a helicopter and blowing it up. Okay, I, I gotta check in on that check in on that scene one more time. Like when I was watched that when it first came out, it got me. Like it was I loved it. Oh, it was, was like, awesome. Was like, oh my god, it's Tom Cruise. Oh my god, it's Cruise. It was awesome. Because <laughs> it's Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible kicks ass. Yeah. It was Mission awesome. And now you just see it's like, oh, this is weird. Now you're like, mm, that's problematic. <laughs> Uh, domestically, uh, for the uh, gross here, he got two hundred and thirteen million dollars. How did we never get a fourth one like greenlit right away? <laughs> These things just print so money. money. Right, just print money. Internationally, it only got eighty three million, but that could change now. But um, worldwide, so two hundred and ninety six million dollars. And let's be honest, these came out still where like DVD sales really mattered. And I bet mm-hmm. all the Austin Powers movies are pretty good on DVD sales. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they got that money. Got that money. Uh, so let's go to the box office July 26th Ooh. through 28th of the year 2002. This is going to be a weird one. There's going to yep, be some so really is. like, there's going to be some nasty propaganda out right now. Let's find out. <laughs> Coming in at number 10 in its 15th week with $3 million, my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, Jesus. Coming in at number nine in its sixth week with $3.1 million, Minority Report. Okay, badass. Fantastic movie. Coming oh, in at. Okay, Keith, calm down. An okay movie. <laughs> no, you know, movie. What a, you know what is a badass movie? Coming in at number eight in its third week with $3.4 million, Reign of Fire. <sighs> oh, God. Hell, no, n- n- not enough people in this world get my references when I talk about how they see they like they see better in the dark and uh, you, you, you got to catch the dragons at twilight. And that's why me and Keith both own a Blu-ray version of <laughs> yeah. Rain of Fire. I think that weren't was my not, first. Weren't they wyverns in that? Really, they weren't actual dragons. Am I being too nerdy right now? Yes, I don't know. That's are. a good question. I think that was my first Blu-ray though. Rain of Fire? Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Coming at number seven in its fifth week with 4.2 million, Mr. Deeds. Okay. Not one of his betters, but okay. I don't mind it. Uh, coming in at number six in its first week with 5.3 million, The Country Bears. Oh, God. That movie's that old? Jesus. Yep. Coming in at number five in its second week with 7.2 million, K-19, The Widowmaker. Ooh, I had to watch That's that. That's a submarine movie. That's a good one. That's yeah. great. Coming in number four in its fourth week with 8.4 million, Men in Black 2. Hell yeah. Love Men in Black 2. Laura Flynn Boyle. Coming if in. we ever th- do, hold on real quick. We need to make a clip. If we ever do Men in Black, are we when? including you international? You have yes. to. Yes. Fuck. It was four. a dumpster fire. I don't know if y'all have seen it, but my I God. Has, I watched it, it on a plane and I couldn't get through it. It's Ugh. in the it universe. So it's it's in the universe, so you have to. They oh, we're gonna break black. up. <laughs> we're gonna break up Creed and Rocky, even though they're the same universe. 
Because we're not going to watch five Rocky movies and then do Creed. Uh, sir, the thing is, since Men in Black internationally didn't do so well and they probably won't make it anymore, we have to do it because of the fact that there won't be another time. But moving That's on to fair. time, number three in its second week with 10 million, Stuart Little 2. <laughs> okay. I was about to compliment you on some masterful podcasting, but I take it back. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, don't, I, don't I, don't I don't think Joe understands what the plot line of Stuart Little is. It's about time oh, travel, right? <laughs> you you mean you mean the movie where Michael J. Fox plays a mouse who is a mouse that gets adopted by Jonathan Lipnicki's parents who are Gina Davis and House? I don't <laughs> think I know the plot. Uh, coming in number two in its third week with 11 million, Road to Perdition. I've seen that movie. I think I know that one. It's Tom Hanks. It's old Tommy Hanks. Uh, so that means coming at number one in its first week with $73 million. Jesus. Gold member. Yeah, a, a good $62 million difference between one and two. Like, Jesus. I get that this movie wasn't as well regarded as the other two, but still this thing prints money. How did we not get a fourth one, like, within two to three years? I to To be honest, I think it's the reason is because Mike Myers is, like, that type of actor who doesn't want to be stuck in that comedy yeah. role. Like example, like my like two examples I go with is Jim Carrey and Robin Williams. They're hilarious. But if you look at their movie, like I off, I'm the movie list from IMDb. There's not many, that many comedies in between both actors. I still stand. One of my favorite Jim Carrey performances was, I think it's called room 23. That scary just, movie. Yeah, yeah. I was so hoping you were about to say Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> I haven't Sonic. seen Sonic yet, but I've oh. heard he's amazing in that movie. He, I blind the rest bought of that it. Movie. I still haven't watched it, and I blind bought it. And it's on um, Prime, I think. And we're getting a new one. The rest yeah. of that movie is a, a dump, but he just slays it. Yeah, I, I, mean, I just hear... Jim Carrey being a character, of course, yeah. he's amazing at it. Uh, I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard it's good, but I, like the only thing coming from that movie is the fact that he, it's all about uh jim carrey don't trust anyone yeah. telling you that movie's good i, will. I also <laughs> um really liked jim carrey when he played that one crazy person oh that movie yeah love it liar liar yeah no, not Dumb liar, and Dumber. Liar. it's like where he's like mentally broken and so so is like his internal sunshine of uh yeah internal sunshine spotless mind. Mind. yeah oh yeah just a gnarly breakup movie <laughs> but like that see like that's the thing with those those actors, Jim Carrey and, and um, Robin Williams, like they know they're hilarious, but then they they decide to try and do the um, Oscar bait. Well, is, I think they like to do actual acting, and they do the comedy yeah. movies to pay for the actual acting. It's yeah. kind of like how Vin Diesel does Fast and the Furious, so we can get amazing movies like The Last Witch Hunter. Yeah, if they give us the second one, what was that superhero so movie exciting. he made? The most Who? realistic. The Vin Diesel like 2020 superhero movie. Oh, oh, I haven't watched it yet. Um, it's um. Oh, the one where he yeah, where he keeps dying and coming back. No, he do, he can't die. Um, that's oh, but the he keeps point. losing his memory every time he yeah. dies and he comes back. That was, or he dies. That was. That was like one of the ones shot. that was on Blood our shot. list to yeah. watch, but then you know a pan a panty happened. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's bloodshot. <laughs> Pants drop, baby. But I like, think that's on HBO. 
I've seen I, it. It's I think fine. so. Um, like for like Jim Carrey's sake, like number the number twenty three came in 07, but like he also tried to do movie, you know, the comedy movies. Like Bruce Almighty is funny. I like Bruce Almighty. Then he did like before twenty three. Did like uh, he did in 04, he did Internal Sunshine, Spotless Mind. Then he tried to do the comeback with fun, fun with Dick and Jane, which I like, but not a lot of people do. The one I think they- that was one of those ones that just didn't click. Like it not necessarily is a bad movie. It's just one of those yeah. for whatever reason it didn't click to the overall yeah. audience. What year does that come out? Uh Dick and Jane came out in 05. Damn, I was gonna say 04. And then he did like Yes Man in 08. I've never seen Yes Man. I liked right. it. And but then he went back to doing like, you know, um I love you, Philip Morris. But then the bad dumb and dumber two. We're not getting into that for later on, but I'm surprised we never got like in today's day and age, especially where they like are constantly trying to reboot franchises to print money that we've never gotten a new Ace Ventura. Uh, we did. It was a child. Right. But oh, I mean like an actual yeah. attempt at Ace Ventura. Why have yeah. we not reviewed Ace Ventura? Cause we've been Including doing this less the than a one. year. Because you've been gone for like three months. So we've been doing single movies. Yeah, I went to this island with Kevin Spacey on this plane. Oh, yeah, you did. With, Jero- <laughs> with Jerome uh, Epstein. So mask, go- why, why don't we get a mask reboot that's not done by Jamie Kennedy? Yuck. Yikes. Let's go to the ratings. IMDb gave this a 6.2 out of 10, while uh, Spire Shabbing got 6.6, and one got a 7, so it went down on every one. I still can't believe how poorly rated the first two movies are. Uh, all critics from Rotten Tomato gave this a 53. Top critics gave this a 61. And the audience gave this a 44. Oh, that, okay. That's a little harsh. While Spire Shabby audience. audience got a 71 and the uh, for audience for one got a 77. So it went down every movie. This is Mike Myers' favorite movie out of the three. Probably because he got to do some weirder shit in this one. Well, he got to be four characters in this movie, so that money's, though. So, let's rank them. Hey, hold on, I got the... the there's a, oh, the, the death of the, the ghost of Roger Ebert? I've got a triangle shaped thing with a lens in it that I'm moving over some letters right now. That's and called then, a that's called. You can't do that by yourself, dude. You have to have, like, multiple hands touching your penis at the same time. Oh shit! I, well, I I do. You just I'm on this Zoom chat right now. And you can just see my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, so it's me and that's why we're doing this at 10 a.m. That's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> check out my podcast, uh, Pod of America. <laughs> yeah, check out Pod, Pod Save America. Pod Someone's save actually going to listen to this at some point and go listen to Pod Save America and be very confused as to why Keith is not on it. Someone's like, yo, there's this podcast with this guy, Keith, on Thick Movie Experts, and he goes into, like, pedophilia is, like, like its negative connotations are really a social construct, and it's, like, not really that bad. Can, Keith, before <laughs> you do, Keith, before you do your joke, can I do a one-star review off IMDb? Go for it. From 04? Hey, okay. Here we go. This is the headline. Here we go again. Hopefully the last time more unfunny racial stereotypes and toilet humor. Totally weak, unfunny, disgusting, awesome sequel that made me realize how I actually detest, detested the series is. 
It relies on racial stereotyping and hatred. Every character is a racial stereotype. Austin is British. <laughs> Mustafa is Middle East. Foxy Cleopatra equals African-Americans re- referencing black plantation chick Cleopatra Jones. So, yes, this movie is somehow racist against all everyone. What did the ghost give us? It guy sounds like he's great at parties. Well, it came out no force. Also, so if he hated yeah. all the movies, why did he watch Goldmember too? Oh, Bingo! Goldmember. All right, so Roger Ebert gave it two out of four stars, and as we've been talking here, I've been trying to find like a, a paragraph, a par- like a paragraph here to sum up, but I have a sentence. There we go. So Austin Powers and Goldmember is a step or two down from the first and second, but uh has some very funny moments and maybe that's all we hope for that's pretty apt you know it's not bad that's basically what our entire podcast has been like (laughs) boiled down to two sentences yeah it was it was funny two stars out of four shazam so let's rank them so we're gonna do best austin best partner best dr evil and best musical so let's do best austin so we have one two or three how do we want to put it I think one, one, two, three. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. There's just there wasn't a whole lot to his performance in this one as Austin, comparative yeah. to the other ones. I think, and it shows that when he talks about the fourth one, that it's mainly written about Doctor Evil. I think he's burnt out on the character of Austin. Like he doesn't really yeah. know what more to do with him. Agreed. So let's do best Doctor Evil. Hmm. Where are we Dr. at Evil. right now, Joe? What, where have we ranked them so far? Well, we didn't do it last week, so it's just one. Right. And I still think one was one was better than I think one was better than two. I'm gonna I'm going just off of I, this one had my favorite like Scotty don't Scotty don't was funny, so I'm going this one's in second place. So you won't? I, I agree to that. Like so doc, one like three outside two outside of the last like ten minutes where he goes good. Dr. Evil's really fucking good in this movie. Yeah, he's funny as hell. It's like almost, he's like almost the best. Oh no, he uh, is. He's the best part of Gold Number. Yeah. Uh, let's do best partner. So uh, Vanessa, Heather Graham, and Beyonce. Ugh. I think it goes one, two, three. Yeah, I like how you well, gave Elizabeth Hurley's character name and then no one else's character well, it's name. Like Vanessa, it's Vanessa by Miles, so it's like hard to, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't much like Heather Graham either. It's the thing of I forgot Heather Graham's name. Yeah, Felicity. Oh. Felicity Shagwell. Oh, yeah. Miss Shagwell. Shagwell by night. Shag very well. <laughs> by reputation. And then best musical. So we have well, I wanted the... to talk one more thing about Beyonce. Okay. And that, like, because Keith, we talked about this pre, and you almost forgot to talk about this, is how, like, mellow her character is comparative to the first one. Like the lovemaking with Austin is all inferred. Like we never actually see her in a state of undress in this movie besides when she was singing. And like, she doesn't have any like really crude jokes or anything in the movie. Yeah. She doesn't curse. I was having a theory that I was discussing that she's like under strict contract from her management. Then I heard she's, her manager was her father. So yeah, I bet it was. Yeah. She's like not allowed to curse or like be sexual at all. When you think like she's 20 in this movie. So like this is still very young Beyonce, not run the world, fuck everyone. I do what I want, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
This is pre Jay Z. <laughs> Beyonce. God, this would have been near Jay Z though, because they're about uh, to produce one of my favorite songs of my high school years of Bonnie and Clyde. Hmm. Banger. For <laughs> <laughs> me and my boyfriend. Me and my boyfriend. That came. Oh yeah, that that comes out in a year. So came yeah, that was definitely that was a high school That's banger. Crazy. Yeah, because I was on so Blueprint do- two. Um. I want to say yes. The last like really good Jay Z album because Black Album had some good songs. Yeah. God, we should do a Jay Z whatever the listening podcast you guys did drunk that one time. It was a, it wasn't a podcast. It was just a blog. Oh, we should do that about. <laughs> and Jay-Z. we did the Miley Cyrus album, which was bangers. fantastic. That bangers. I mean, if someone didn't so, have other real world activities to do, I'd say we should get drunk this weekend and do a new one. But someone has to go be an adult. Yeah, I'm going to go get drunk. <laughs> there it is. So let's rank best musical. So for two and three, it has to probably be the rap, the like just the two of us and um, Hard Knock Life to one. Okay. Oh, if that's what we're gauging, Hard Knock Life was the worst. Yes. Here, here's, I'm going to switch it up, but this is why. So it's going to go two, three, one. Three only goes up because of the opening dance number, which was musically driven. And also in the closing credits, we got my favorite part. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burke Bacharach. What <laughs> the world needs now is love. Sweet love. We've gone yeah. the whole podcast. I thought we wouldn't. I, I... <laughs> I had a plan of attack. If he did not play, sing that dumb song, I would be like, I well, did. we ran out of time. And uh, Rick, you forgot to bring up Bert. And then you'd go, oh, yeah, I did. And I, I would stop recording as nope. you were about to. Don't you worry, sir. I was prepared for the musical part. God. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bert Packer. I'm going, oh, Damn it. That's my vote, too. <laughs> Wait, what are we doing? Uh, one, one, three, two. One, two, three. One three two, no three one three 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 one two would be my vote. Yeah. You want heart three one two? Okay, yeah, three one two. Because all the first one had was Burke Backrack. Three had Burke Backrack and other things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's glaze some donuts and AKA let's glaze some stars. Yum. Donuts. Joe, yeah. I don't need to hear what you are doing in your freaky deaky alone time. We well, just glaze new- stars around here. Well, I just I, I have some new new used lube, and one's a donut flavor, and it's, it's maple. So du- let's start Dun- it with Keith. Dunkin' Jonuts. Eh. Dunkin' <laughs> some Jonuts. Balls oh, deep. So okay. Keith, I'm gonna have to cheat and reference the last movies. What what did I give the last two movies? Well, we didn't do the last one, so we still have one. Wait, we don't have stars. Oh, that's Rick's department, not me. Well, that, that's what oh, we're we forgot. Right. Hang on, hang on. We're gonna we're gonna backtrack. How would you watch these movies in order? Oh. The, one, two, three, two, one, oh, three. What's most rewatchable? Yeah, what's yeah. Rewatchability. Okay, I'll um, go first. Three, one, two. See, I go one, two, three for rewatchability. One to me is just like a classic wrap myself up in a blanket. I'll watch it every time. Your damn blanket. Who gives a damn? Burn it. No, I would go two on three. Whoa, three we're all over the place first, here. Keith? 
three at first? I've got nostalgia. You've got a damn problem. Well, it's fun. And this is a big moment for me just because... You're a Dutch bastard. That's what you are. I've watched... Uh, it's been difficult in my life to watch three of these movies like in this close quarters. And like this one, I did not pay attention to at all when I was watching it. Not a great time. But it's your most rewatchable one, but you won't watch it? Yes. That makes <laughs> yeah. no goddamn sense, you crazy Dutch bastard. <laughs> well... It, How about it, no? It, it, it's on record now. No, I can't take it please. back. It's on record. Well, I, I think this will be the first time that we can't really come to a conclusion of how to. Uh, I mean, do the well, ranking since. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, one's the best one. Here's here's the rewatchability. They're actually all at least okay. They're all yes, the they are. There we go. They're all there the same is. movie. <laughs> they are. They are. So Keith, your Star Glazer, Rick, what did Keith give the first two? Keith gave International Man of Mystery four and three quarters. Whoa. And he gave Spy Who Shagged Me three and a half. This one, two and a half stars. It's Do you a, want to know what you gave before, Joe, or are you just... Uh, sure. You gave International Man of Mystery four and a half, and you gave Spy Who Shagged Me three and a half. I'll give this... Two and a half. <laughs> hey, we're in the hand-holding club over here. Yeah. I went International Man of Mystery at four and a half, and then Spy Who Shagged Me at four and a quarter. I gave Goldmember two and three quarters. Because I didn't want to go quite a full two and a half. Because it felt, it felt better than like a five, than a 50% to me. So I went two and three quarters. Okay. That brings a Goldmember in at 2.6. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> Yikes. So the Austin Power franchise overall comes in at a 3.6. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's I, hot. That's high praise. Which ooh, makes it still just our second highest rated series of Holy all time. Holy shit, that's impressive though. As well, Keith, we've watched some franchises with bad movies in them. Yeah, uh, I'm excited our, for this next one. Our God overall best franchise still is uh, the Three Flavors. That one's safe. That was a one. Like we haven't we haven't had like a hugely ranked overall franchise yet. Yeah, Yeah. those three movies are just good. (laughs) And what I'm hearing from Keith when since Keith's picking next, and we're about to find out soon. Oh yeah. That this his series won't live up to the three. So this brings an end to the Austin Powers trilogy. Maybe we have to do the fourth one down the line if it uh, if they ever do one. So that, that now it's on to Keith's pick. Keith, two questions: How many movies, and where can we watch them? Um, four. Oh Jesus! And uh, the answer to the second question is um, as mysterious as the perpetrator of the crimes within said movies so i don't have an answer for that second one oh sweet we gotta find it i love it yeah, it'll, oh, be a, this will, it'll be it'll be our longest franchise since fast and the furious back in june nothing yeah. will ever top fast and the furious because if something does top fast and the furious i will murder one of you oh i got yeah. one i have a franchise that can top it and go star trek little... no no star trek's only six <laughs> yeah <laughs> I got a franchise, but we have to wait because I ha- we have to. Uh, I got to prep you guys for that. So you know, honestly, that was my struggle because watching nine Fast and Furious movies nine weeks in a row Keith, was 
fucking Keith. miserable. Keith, buddy, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we did it like, was 10. Oh, it was 10, but pal. It was 10. 10 weeks. Like, I just, I kind of hated myself at the end of it. So I was. By the end of it, it was kind of soul crushing. 10, <laughs> 10 movies a, in a row made us go, we're doing like three movies at a time for yeah, now on. They're all going to be 90 minutes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Keith, are your movies a tight 90? No. <laughs> oh okay then okay, okay so no we've dragged this on long enough keith what are we watching okay okay here we go so quick question um, keith no <laughs> what are we hey, doing it's um uh not to time date us here but it's october the spookiest month of the year uh-uh. my house outside would tell you how spooky it is right now so two of my favorite things are to be scared and horny those, Go are two, on. Those, those are my two favorite emotions. Ooh. Do those cross sometimes, or are they always separate? Well, when I he gets know. scared, he gets a boner, so it's fine. Yeah, and, and when so I get a boner, I get cross. scared. Boner <laughs> alert! No, that's a... Insert loud uh, screaming noise here. We're doing scream! Oh, the 20th... 20, 20 or 25 years... 25th anniversary. Yeah, in January. Yeah, so we're doing Scream. Do you want um, what's your favorite I think they're on HBO movie? Max. I think yeah, they're on Max. They yeah, it's, we're doing uh Nev Campbell, David Arquette. Old I've West never Craven. seen them. I think uh, I've, I've seen bits and parts of the first one, but yeah, I've never actually watched those I've movies. I've seen bits and parts of the first one, but then I just do the um Wait, so is there an actual new screen coming out? Yes, there, there is. is. Okay. So, so full uh Full disclosure here, there was the 25th anniversary special at the movie theater here, and I went to it. Oh, you so you've seen this recently. So I, and I hadn't seen it yeah, since they I was go a kid. two hours. And uh, I'm not going to give anything away, but it was a riot blast, awesome, good time to watch that movie. So I, I'm excited for these ones. The Scream, well, the Scream series are on AMC Plus, which okay, I think well, I'll, I get for free. Go to amcplus.com slash fake movie experts. No, I mean, the first one's on Prime. There's a 4K. I might just pull the trigger. Because, I mean, Scream's pretty, like, iconic. Oh, yeah. Wes Craven's a genius. Um, so, yeah. I'm excited. They, okay, there's, yeah, there's a... Ooh, there's a Scream Steelbook 4K on Amazon. <laughs> for only 26 bucks. That's for, sick. For, for one movie? No, like it's the 25th anniversary. Like, oh no, you're right. It might be one. It's just movie. one movie. It's just the one I'm looking at it right okay, now. Okay, I'm not pulling the trigger on that because I thought it was the collection. No, <laughs> you can get the collection of you can get Scream Two for Blu-ray for 13 bucks. It's back there's in the a, era. Back in the era. There should be a Scream pack. Collection. I think there is a Scream pack. <laughs> can we do ice cream? You scream. We all scream for ice cream jokes while we're doing this. I you thought guess. there were four screams. There is. Because there's there one, two, three, and then they did a reboot a couple of years ago. Okay, here it is. I found it. Okay, I found a Blu-ray complete collection. Oh, sick. That'd be a good thing to just own, actually, Rick. I, I might actually get a hold of this one. All right, uh, I'm in. I'm, I'm excited that. about this. <laughs> uh, this one, it's like one of those you have to buy through someone else. Oh, it's yeah. unavailable currently. I can find a three pack Blu-ray of Scream for the first oh, three for eighteen bucks. There it is. <laughs> so next time on Fake Movie Experts, we're gonna be starting the Scream franchise. I believe Keith, you've seen you've, you've seen them all? No. I just saw the 
I have you seen, you have seen one. You went, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick that. No, I, was, I wanted to see because uh, I wanted to see something I've never seen before. Well, the true. Well, I've never seen it. Rick sounds like you've never seen it. So <laughs> we've all never seen Scream. Well, get our, our our takes will be fresh and piping hot. Yes. So you can go if you couldn't listen to us live. You can go back to nocellentertainment.com. That's right, nocellentertainment.com, where you can find all of our lovely blogs and podcasts and photos of. Keith and the nude that we don't discuss, tell them about it. But like always, <laughs> you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast. I don't have an outfit for Scream. Yeah.